This is Jimmy and Annette, and we are excited because we are living up in a down world, and this is episode, yeah, believe it or not, episode number 27. I Can know. you believe that? I can't. It just, every week, I'm just like, what? I know. Where does the time go? I know. Time is flying. Oh, my goodness. I read an article recently that as you get older, time seems to move faster because you get all this history under you, and it's it's time relativity. So it's not actually moving faster, but in your mind, because you have this larger span of years, it feels like it's going faster. Yes. Are you just bored? Is that why you're reading? I read. I'm a trivia freak. (laughs) You are. I love all kinds of news and and information. I'm an information junkie. You are an information junkie. junkie. Yes, you are. Definitely. You always have been. I know. I I love learning. I'm a learner by Mm -hmm. nature. In fact, when I did the um, Strength Finders. Uh, Tom Roth's that was one Street of your top five. It was one of my top learner, and um, this last time we took it, it's in my top ten. It's like number six, so it's still in that in oh my that gosh, ten range. What happened? I guess I'm not learning as much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you feel like you've learned. <laughs> I <enough>. know. <laughs> How are you doing today, Annette? I'm doing great, Dame Annette. We are on what day of our sabbatical? Have you counted the days? Yeah, um, actually, we are on. I do have it written down. We are on day ten. Day ten. Day ten. Can of you believe 56? it? Fifty-six. No, no it's six, sixty days. Sixty days. Yeah. 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 Wow. Day ten. I Although know. it really didn't start that Monday because honestly, right, that was our Sabbath. Right. Tuesday was a holiday. It was July fourth. So I would say Wednesday. It really started. On the fifth, right? It did, and then we had Chris, and and he was with us last week on our podcast. Yes, it was so cool having him. And he's going to be here all next week, so I'm hoping he'll be okay to do another podcast. We may and just we, do we'll that. bring up another subject. We can do a follow up with him. I know. Yes. Oh, that'll I, be good. Yes, that'll be because rich. he is so good. By the way, he is on his sabbatical as well, so we've been kind of comparing notes and. Uh, learning, you know, and yes. going to town on that. So he'll be back with us just for a few days because during his sabbatical, he's getting some time with us. And so we're looking forward to seeing him next week. And so, so we're, like I said, we we're day 10. And uh, it didn't feel like until Friday for me. Until he, yeah, because he left Friday morning. He and, and then Jackson, it felt our like, youngest grandson. Hmm, okay. This is the day it's really beginning where we, we kind of set our own pace. Right. And we're by ourselves. We kind of, the next morning, really, we got up and we decided, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. this is how we're going to start our day. This right. is how we're going to end our day. I know. And it has and been. It, well, the first few days, though, I, I, I talked to Tina and I said, Tina. Mr. Chevy's here. I know. He just, can't, he just heard that we were in let here. let him get up in come your on, lap. Come on. <laughs> Wait, he's, hold on. Yeah, don't let him tear anything apart. I talked yeah. to, he's, he can't <laughs> he even missed. get up here. Come on, come on, jump. <laughs> He's not exactly okay. athletic. Hey, Mr. Chevy, welcome so to the show. I talked with Tina and I told her I was bored. And she's like, you're bored. I'm like, because I can't look at the business side of the church. Right. I can't do any of the normal work mm-hmm. I do that I do every day, not just five days a week, but every single day. So I've had to come up with the kind of a new normal schedule. 
and I, I'm, I'm not bored anymore oh, because good. I'm reading. I, I started reading a book by Beth Moore, uh, which is her memoir. It's very good, very enlightening. Gave mm-hmm. me even more respect for her as I've a teacher. I've always had huge respect for oh, her as a Bible goodness. teacher. She's phenomenal. It, it, it has really encouraged me to look at her studies again. Mm. I, I yeah. talked to Tina about maybe doing one of her studies, but her book is amazing. So I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing a couple of devotions and just uh, listening. You know, most people, when they go on a vacation, they do all this fun stuff. For us, our fun is getting in the Word, listening to, to teaching. We're so odd. We really are. But... Okay, so we may be odd compared to other people, but as a follower of Christ, you know, when we gave our heart to Jesus, we decided we were going to be all in. Now, we had bumps along the way. We had to learn. We had to, we made a lot of mistakes early on, but there was a point where we just said, we're either going to go all in or we're going out because why do you can't do this halfway? Exactly. You can't do it half hearted. And so um, for us, we're all in. And so uh, here's what, can I share this? Yeah, absolutely. This, so we were talking to Pastor Eddie Freeman. He is my relational pastor from Gateway, and he's become kind of a friend, a coach, a mentor. And he really helped us kind of get a, a loose-knit plan, loose but flexible plan for this um, sabbatical. And just and before I even go deeper into that, what a sabbatical is, it is not an extended vacation. Right. It's also not a work sabbatical. There's no such thing. In fact, that's about as antithetical as it can get. Uh, which I read some articles on sabbatical and it was all about work. People and go thought, study. And, what? And it's, no, Wait no, a minute. No, no. The whole idea of sabbatical is an extended Sabbath yes, where you where actually you cease rest. from work Yes, and you literally rest, you recover, you rejuvenate, and then you refill Friend. and restore. Yes, yes, And that's the whole point. So you can literally park your brain uh, for me, it's the difference between um, reading books and studying to get prepared for the next week's sermon or message or counseling session. Mm-hmm. It's more for me now. I get to actually read and study for, for just me and not thinking about this is going to be a series or this is going to be the next sermon. Mm-hmm. So it's I didn't realize how much I missed that. Because we're just on this regimen for years where we just every week we exactly. come up with a new message, a new thing, a new series, a new study, a new whatever, a new ministry or what it just never stops. You can't get off the gerbil wheel, so right. to speak. Right. So that's what sabbatical is all about is really a time of rest and recovery. And for me, resting is learning how to enjoy the presence of God. And you can't do that if you're constantly doing. You and I have talked quite a bit over the last few weeks about whether we want to go somewhere and we keep going back and forth. Okay, let's go to the beach. Okay, let's do, cause it's refreshing to do that. Mm-hmm. But then today we're, we're relaxing in the pool and we're like, you know, let's just don't go anywhere because what it'll do is it'll get us anxious being on the road. Cause you've mm-hmm. got to travel or in the air, right? Um, going, looking for places to eat. You're just constantly, and why not enjoy just being home? Then when we go on vacation, do our traveling. There you go. But I love while, that. But why not do a sabbatical where you're actually really resting? Have you noticed how much we're sleeping in? Unless I'm walking. If I'm walking, which I've only got it down to two days a week, mm-hmm. I get up at 630. But when I'm not, 
boy, we're sleeping until like seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock, which is which amazing. Mind bending for it me is, because I, we usually get up really. I don't early. take naps. Yeah, and I don't sleep in. But I've been taking naps. I took a nap the other day. Remember, I, I just it's went just and laid down, and I went, refreshing. "Wow!" And it's because we can. If we, it's like when you're working and nonstop and doing what we do. You feel like you don't have permission to really take a break. Right. That's not necessarily true, but it feels that it way. It feels that way. And so, uh, into people's expectations, you know, you, they want you available all the time. If they're going to private message you on Facebook, they're going to direct message you on LinkedIn, they're going to text you because you gave your number out to too many people. Now everybody has your phone number. Uh, there, I mean, it's just, it, sometimes it can get overwhelming. Right. And I've had people say, you know, you didn't get back with me with an email. We had somebody leave the church, church because you did. I didn't return an email. And I'm like, I get 150 to 200 emails a day. Grant you, most of those are junk. Right, you know, it's just, right. But they're, it's almost impossible to keep up with, with the amount of information because exactly. in our technological world and through social media, we've made ourselves so available that people are getting less than the best of who we are because we're too available. Right. And so it's, and, and let me just say this is it's not that we disdain that people want to talk to us or it's just that we only have capacity for so much. And so exactly. this is where the Lord has been reeling us in. I love what pastor Eddie said. He said, if you had not already been practicing Sabbath, I would not even have considered coaching you and, and, and counseling you through a healthy sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And so it's true. We've done that to a degree. And so we're getting better at that and we're learning. Uh, Jesus, the scripture says, would withdraw often into lonely or desolate places to be with his father. What mm-hmm. was he doing? He was recharging and refilling his tanks. So Which we're is learning. so important. And I feel like because we have the time, we're recharged. I can't, I literally... I can't wait till the end of this. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it yet because I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying this, but I can't wait to see the end result because I feel like I'm getting so full of his presence. And that what I love is, you know, we in America are so blessed to have the opportunity to hear many different preachers preach so the true. word of God. And we don't take advantage of that enough. And then you've got people in China who, boy, they, you've got this underground church. It's not really underground, but they call it the underground church because it's, you can't be known as a church in China. And they have just one scripture that maybe, you know, just from a torn Bible and they're just, that's what they live on. And I can't imagine going through a place, living in a place, where you don't have that opportunity like we do, where we can hear the word of God. I can get on my phone and listen to it in five seconds. And so I'm actually, I am utilizing this time of rest to rest in him. And that doesn't mean just laying down. It means resting in him means to, I'm soaking in the presence of God in everything I'm doing with my devotions, with teaching I want to learn more because there's so much more to learn. We're never going to learn everything we need to learn before we see Jesus. Never. But why not use this time and use it wisely, right? Yeah. uh, When we were talking with Pastor Eddie on the phone uh, right before we started the sabbatical with our staff, 
there was a pastor that was sitting with him, Pastor Matt. Yes, you talked about it last I, week. And, and so that has really encouraged me. It really me did. Because he said these words, which are really heartbreaking. And even you could see it in his countenance and how he just bowed his head. He said, I squandered, squandered. mine because I answered the phone. I returned texts. Mm-hmm. I even met with people that were in crisis because he said, and I look back on it and I regret it because now I have to wait another five to seven years to do this. Mm-hmm. I squandered it. And that word squandered, it just, it reminded me of the the story of the prodigal son who squandered his inheritance. Mm-hmm. And he had that tone about him. And while it was, a, it was a hard thing for him to talk about, it so inspired you and I to say, we're not going to squander no. this. We're not going to waste this. The only thing we're going to do that may appear to be work-related is this podcast, but it's only because this is a kind of an outflow for us. Right. It's not it's church-related. Church. This is it's our, just our life. personal podcast. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, totally. I totally get that. Yes. This has been – it's very refreshing. I feel um, very refreshed already. I do, too. Literally, I just can't imagine what it's going to feel like in eight weeks. The only thing that we do have going that's – been kind of tough in the last few weeks is both of our daughters are seriously ill right, right now. Right. They're just going through some hard stuff physically. Yes, physically. So, our so those, youngest, those phones ring. <laughs> yes. Our youngest yeah. is um, having heart issues. She's 22 having heart issues with, was in the emergency room twice last week. And today she's with a the cardiologist. They're trying to figure out if she has some heart failure or whatever right. at 22. I know, yeah, it's, it's, and then uh, our 45 year old is having kidney issues. And so those are things that kind of weigh on us, but you know what? Thank God we have hope and we have a mm-hmm. God that we can go to and pray to and ask him to heal them or find the answers to heal them. You know Very what I mean? Good. Oh, so on target, babe. I, I feel like this gift of sabbatical has given us also the ability to focus in prayer that reminded me, yes. so, so praying for Alicia, praying for faith, um, we have time to do that now. Mm-hmm. We're not distracted by a lot of things. I'd, I've done a complete break from social media. Uh, Which I'm shocked. And I have felt, <laughs> I have felt little to no um, angst about that. I did before we started, but once we started, I had so set my mind and I was going to do my daily devotional. I thought, you know what? We have a lot of readers and people said, oh, I, even at church on Sunday before we left for, for our sabbatical, I had people come to me and say, oh, I use your devotional as my daily devote, my one daily devotional. And I was like, oh, I might do it. And then I said, and I might not. So, and I decided not to. I thought, you know what? If I do that, it's going to, it's going to keep me engaged at a, at a level of trying to perform. I don't mean that in a bad way. I know what you're but saying. an expectation, I need to produce something. And that's just work. And for you, you said your your devotion really is for you. It you is. You just happen Always to put is. it out for them. Right. But then you can get caught up in, well, do they like it? Are they going to say is. Is are you going to have? Are you going to have a naysayer on there, yeah, which you it, always which it have? happens, yeah. And so you don't need to be sucked into that. No, so it's been really, for me, my morning, I would just call it a rhythm. We've settled into a rhythm here yes. finally where we feel like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. We keep saying this is the greatest gift we've ever received. I'm ever. still in shock. every. I, I feel so blessed every day. I'm thankful, yes. When I get up, I go, wait, I don't have anything on my schedule. <laughs> it's just, it's really quite remarkable. It I've is. never experienced anything like this. 
So we both get up and, uh, we always take care of Chevy cause he's the priority. <laughs> trust me. So we get to take care of, but you go to your office, I go to mine and we have different things that we do. So what have you been doing in terms of devotionals? And these are things we would do anyway, but it's, there's a different level that we're doing now, but we always well, do these. And usually I start with a devotional mm-hmm. and then I go into my work and I start doing all the work. That's normal. I'm normal. Right. Which I'm not doing now. So I'm, I am, you know, I do our personal stuff. I always look at, I'd look at credit card, anything that we have online that I can look at. I always look at to make sure, cause I always look for identity fraud on everything. I'm very, um, just, um, aware, astutely aware of what happens in the world. So I look at that, but mainly I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my devotion and then typically I'm yelling Oh my gosh, because I heard something <laughs> I or read something that is so just, I mean, it just penetrates your heart. And then I say, okay, you need to read this now. And now, you know, we're reading the same devotional mm-hmm. right now because um, there's a devotional called, um, do you know what the name of it is? Is this the one with Bill Johnson? Bill Johnson. Yeah. The way of the life. The way of life. Yeah. The way of life. It's 41 and, days. And we're on day five. And it's and, on the version Bible. Yes, which is great. And it's short, but it's so impactful. Profound. I think that's what I love about it, because sometimes you can get in a devotion that's so long mm-hmm. on version that you you kind of you, you miss out on the nuggets that God wants to give to you to to settle you. Oh, my goodness. This has just been today when I listened to it and I yelled. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just so glad that you got on and you felt the same way. I actually sent it to to Tina too for her to listen to because it was quite powerful. Yeah. I heard you from the other end of the house. I'm, and I, I, I thought to myself, okay, she's just read something or heard something because you do that. You react viscerally out, out loud. I do. And I do too. I'm just like, we're both enamored with God's word and what we're learning. Um, and so I heard you. And then I did my version of that and I did mine. And just for people listening though, this is a good help. So maybe you're looking for a, a Bible, uh, maybe a Bible app. So the YouVersion Bible app is free. You can download it on Android. You can download it. Uh, you can get the web version of it. You can download it, um, onto your, for Mac, for Apple. So it is, it is one, it is the number one Bible app in the world and it's free, free. has thousands of translations, thousands of languages. This they have done so much with it and thousands of devotional options where you can do read-alongs, you can do they have video pieces to it. I mean, it is one of the most comprehensive. It is a God-given tool. Well, and I to love that it has us. a search engine so you can for me, I was yeah, searching for topics. Different you can search topics or you can search people that mm-hmm. you like to listen to, which Bill Johnson is one of those out of Redding, California. And we, I just put in Bill Johnson and he had several devotions. Most of them are five days, mm-hmm. but this happened to be 41 days. I love that. And I thought, okay, this is, this is the way of life. That, that sounds pretty interesting, but every, every day, day has been wonderful. <laughs> but today hit me hard talking about purity versus power. Wow. Wow. 
Um, so let's talk about that in, okay. in, in a moment because I this is God has been do, just just to let y'all know that as we're continuing through this, there's another Bible app I, I want to I want to say or, oh, or yeah. Christian app that would be really helpful for it. It's called Lectio three six five. You can get that on Android or, or Apple. Uh, Lectio three six five. It is developed by a pastor out of um, England named Pete Gregg. It's G R E I G, and he has a phenomenal voice for narration. And uh, he's he did uh, just recently. He and two other guys did a pilgrimage from Iona in Scotland, the island of Iona, to Linda's farm, which is a three hundred mile trek on foot. And it's a pilgrimage. Which is very do. similar to the one in Spain. Yeah, the, the Camino de Santiago. Why which have is we not ever heard miles. of this one? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, it, I didn't hear about the, the Santiago until, or the Camino until not long ago. So, because a friend of ours did is it. This, is this newer? No. Oh, no. It's it's called Aidan's Way. It's St. Aidan, who, who was from um, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, the UK. And it's, it's his journey that he did. He was an evangelist and... Um, made a massive impact on the UK with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, people go back and retrace his steps on this. And this is through the highlands of Scotland. Can't so, even which is imagine. like one of the most beautiful places which on the planet. I think we need to plan to go. That is, I want to visit that. In fact, I was going to write Pastor Pete and say, if you could pick any of the most scenic places on Aiden's Way, where would you go? And then I was actually going to do that and reach out to him. So, um, so they do a video each day after their trek, and they unpack and talk about what God's speaking to them. And you can get that again on Lectio 365. All of those videos are on YouTube. You can just look up Pete Gregg Pilgrimage or Lectio 365 Pilgrimage and all of the videos from their treks, three weeks worth. And so I'm doing, I'm retracing their footsteps. I'm going through the the devotional. So those are two devotionals, super helpful. Lectio 365 app and the and the YouVersion Bible app. And again, we're we're listening to Bill Johnson's The Way of Life. If that would help you and you're looking for something to get into, these are game changers. They'll mm-hmm. change your Definitely. life. Um, so God's been speaking to you and I both. So as we stepped into this, again, not wanting to squander or waste anything, we've committed to getting into the Word, but from the place of rest. Mm-hmm. We're not striving. No. We're not laboring. We're resting into His presence, resting into and in praying simple prayers like, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger for more of you. Give me a desire to draw closer to you. So those kinds of things are what I'm praying. Mm-hmm. And he is opening up the, the gates of heaven. I mean, it's, it's like it has the heavens have parted over amazing. us. So, so far, so good. And, and we're peace. just getting started. Do you feel the peace that's in this well, home? Well, today, that's my habit. Oh, I do a thing goodness. called the Monk Journal every day. Mm-hmm. You can look that up. It's online. It's called the Monk. I know. i got a lot of tools. Are they paying you? No. <laughs> no, they should. But anyway, the Monk Journal is a way you can track your daily. It, it has a theme for the month that you write out. And my theme for the month is, is pilgrimage, sabbatical pilgrimage, day 10 is what we're on today. And then I do a habit every day and I'm doing the fruit of the spirit. Oh, that's right. There's Today's seven of those. Peace. So I did love, joy, peace from the other day when I started this. And then because it's a seven day, you know, cycle, but it's nine, I'll, I'll double up a couple of those. So today is peace. Mm-hmm. And I've just, I've been resting 
in him, been resting in you and I and our relationship. We've had such a beautiful day together. Um, relaxing together, cooking. cooking. Oh my gosh, every we are cooking day. every day because we have time to. It's been interesting it's been going to the store every few days to get buying good enough fruit, good, good food, food, healthy and food, and then cooking and saving money. Of course, groceries are expensive these days. It is, but it's a lot less than but eating out. We know out. what we're eating. Yeah, healthy. We're eating healthy. And so we feel. Good, and we've lost quite a bit of weight in the we last week. On I would say. A roll. Well, we decided to start our keto journey over yes. again. We rebooted. We did that for four years, and then COVID hit. We kind of dropped the ball after COVID, and uh, we've been looking for a time to reboot. So we have rebooted, and man, we have we've run hard with it for ten days straight. And we, yeah, we've both lost weight, and we feel. A thousand so percent much better. better. I, can't I can't even tell you. It's just unbelievable. It's we've we've rebooted and it felt like it didn't take as long this time. Our bodies just kind of remembered that. And this, exactly. here we are. We're already back exactly. in it. So cooking healthy, good food, organic food, real food, live food, lots of salads and stuff. It's been so good. It's been invigorating, but also the fact that we're doing it together has been just really amazing. That makes it so much easier to do yeah. when you when two people decide to do something together like yeah, that. It's, it's powerful. Just, it's very powerful. You know, and we impactful. do this when we're not on sabbatical. We cook together. We do things together. We we've made commitments to our to each other that we're going to do life together. So we, I have friends and my best friend Adam, he and I do bro dates. We got to need to schedule another one, but we like to we want to do things together. I drove over to another town. I traded a guitar with a guy. Again. Again. And uh, it was a good trade. We, it was a win-win for both of us. We we got both got what we wanted. But I was going to drive two hours, you know, meet him, then drive two hours back. He was driving from Dallas. I'm driving from Fredericksburg. So we had a, we met in the middle in Colleen, Texas, to do this exchange. And I, I kissed you as I was leaving. I said, I don't want to leave. I oh, know. I don't want to leave you. I know. I love you that much. But and you I, did leave, and you went and got your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a commitment. It's okay. I had, I and had I did, plans. And I'm happy I had about plans. it. And so anyway, uh, and I, I talked to him this morning via text, and we were both happy. So it's a win-win. Good. That's what matters. He's excited about his new guitar. I'm excited about my new used guitar. So anyway, so this has been a great journey for us, and we, and we want to each week that we do our podcast, we want to just kind of share our learnings Share what we're getting. And again, we're doing this podcast a little early. Yeah, this is Wednesday, so actually. It normally would have been two weeks, but mm-hmm. we're 10 days in because we're actually doing it early. Correct. So that we can do a newsletter and talk about what we are talking about on, on yeah, our podcast. Yeah, we wanted to do the podcast before we write the newsletter because we want the newsletter to reflect some of the content so you'll know what's coming. Hopefully that'll help you. So um, I got a lot of people to thank, but we'll do that at the end. Yes. So let's let's roll into what we're learning. What yes. is God showing us together? Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought you- I thought you were ready to roll. No, I, you go ahead. Well, um, I think part of what kicked it off is one of the part of our journey on this sabbatical and our re- reboot. And we always go to the gym at least twice a week, if not more. But that that's been our habit for for years but we decided to up our game a little bit and mm-hmm. so 
we used to, when we go to the gym, I'm just going to be honest. I would listen to rock. I would rock out and just stuff classic rock just to get me pumped up for the gym. But something's been shifting in me in the last few it's months. It's me praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, okay. I'm just kidding. This heathen husband uh, pastor. No. So no, uh, I, no, I do love, I'm a, because I'm a musician, you're, you're a guitar player. I love music and love good guitar music. And so I do listen to a lot of instrumental music and stuff, but anyway, I, um, I've been leaning into different things. I've been leaning into actually listening to Scripture. The YouVersion Bible has on these translations, you can actually listen to them read the Bible. So I, I went to bed with my AirPods on last night and listening starting at um, started at Colossians. And I woke up, well, my, my earbuds died, you know, in the middle of the night. And so I don't know where I ended up, but I thought, you know what, why not have the Bible going? So going to the gym, I've been doing the same thing. I'm either listening to the Bible or listening to a message. So on Monday of this week, we both listened to a message from John Bevere. Oh my goodness. So John and Lisa Bevere have been in ministry about 30, 25 to 30 years speaking. They're, they're international speakers. They both, they've both authored many books. They're both powerhouses. Mm -hmm. Her too. I mean, well, she's she, Sicilian and, and he's, he's Italian. Italian so, so there you, you can go. Imagine <laughs> can you imagine the their fights? Oh their my gosh. House. I bet that's and loud. four boys. Yeah. Yeah. They have a big family. So he's been ministering and speaking all over the world. I've always had a high respect for both of them and their ministry. And so he happened to be speaking at Gateway Church up in South Lake, which is a, a sister church of ours. We're connected to them through the network. So while Pastor Robert has been doing his summer getaway, he, he's been bringing in all these different speakers, and he called it the, the Summer of Giants. And so Amazing John Bevere speakers. was there this last Sunday. That was one of the— I, literally, That message is a game changer. I, I think I almost yelled in the gym when I heard this I message. I think I almost fell to my knees and got born again. Seriously. I'm like, I need to get saved again. That message, I sent it to—I I sent that to— Tina and asked her to listen to it. I talked to her a little bit yesterday mm -hmm. and um, I, I couldn't even convey to her what I wanted to convey through that, through his message, because it was so powerful. I said, you've just got to listen to it. And she wrote, she was like, oh, wow. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. And I said, I know that's how I felt. I felt because he talked about the awe of God mm -hmm. and so many of us have lost the awe of God, the fear of God, the fear of God, and, and, and I think that word puts people off because they think, oh, we're, we're supposed to be scared of Him. That doesn't have and anything to do with abuse. being scared. You know, yes. through the years of that term, you yes. know, hey, you better, God's watching you, kind of like Santa Claus, you know. You, you know <sighs> better watch yeah, out. You better not, not cry. cry. Yeah, you better not pout. I'm telling you why. That is not God's God at coming all. to town. I mean, so we have this this inordinate fear, and and the Bible uses the term fear of the Lord, and yet. We have we have redefined that word sure in a negative have. sense, and actually, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a positive. I jotted a couple of notes. You oh, good, to share? yeah, sure. So uh, he asked the question, "What is the fear of the Lord?" And he said, "It is not to be scared of God." Right. That's a real important distinction it is. because it's been classically defined from some of the not so bright Bible teachers through the years. Yes. Who don't bother to do their exegesis and study of exactly. the original languages, exactly. three languages the Bible was written in, Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. And you've got to study. You've got to. And mine out the jewels and gems, especially on tricky passages or or words that 
can be defined in different ways in different times or different cultures. And so what is the fear of the Lord? It's not to be scared of God. He gives us scripture, Exodus 20, 20. Listen to this. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. So God showed up to test them, and that the, his fear would be before them. What does the fear of the Lord do? It's member. Now, fear, let me define what fear is. To fear God is to be in awe oh. of him. So think about that it's as like opposed saying, to being he's afraid. Awesome. Yeah, Think of exactly. where the word awesome comes from. And that's such a popular word still in this cult. Yes. That's one of those terms that, you know, groovy came and went, right? Exactly. But awesome has stayed with us. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it literally means he is awesome. In other words, he's to be awed, to give. And here's what it literally means. If you break the word down, it means to honor, mm. tremble, revere, esteem, respect, value and venerate him more than anything or anyone else. I think that when we see God in person for the first time, we will be down on our knees or our face. That's what I mean. With (laughs) our face. Exactly. Because we will be in such awe of him, but he doesn't want it. Then he wants it now. There you go. Thank you for saying that. That is, that is it right there. You better preach girl. (laughs) No, I love that because we sometimes treat God like he's just the buddy next door, the dude, the bro. Hey, bro, how's it going? We have lost the fear of God. We've lost the awe of God. And God in his love for me has been bringing that back into my space. Exactly. And anyone who's been 10 minutes with me knows I'm a grace guy. And the reason is because I need so much of it. But I'm all about grace, all about love. And sometimes in those arenas of grace and love, we can forget that God is also to be revered. He's to be awed. And he's, he's to be honored. He's to be esteemed. Now, I remember when I was young. Now, remember, I didn't grow up in church. But when I was in the fifth, sixth grade, I attended church for a short time. Uh, I rode the bus to church like just you like did. I did. And, uh, and that was actually kind of cool. And I just remember, you know, boys will be boys, right? So we'd be running through the church house and church mamas <laughs> would stop us and say, boys, this is the house of God. You don't, you don't act up in the house of God. And we can laugh about that, but I remember that kind of marked me. It gave me a respect because she was like, this is a special place. You don't act like that in God's house. And you can take that as a negative. I took it as a good thing because it taught me to say, whoa, okay, this place, this is holy. It's special. But here's the thing. Because God lives in us, if we accept him as our Savior, we need to be holy everywhere we are. It's not about going into the church. This is where I have a hard time with people who think they can only feel the presence of God in church. Right. Yes, Hopefully you are feeling it in church. Every church should be hosting the presence of God. Absolutely. But I can host the presence of God right here in my own home. That's right. When I'm doing my devotions and a scripture or something that someone says points me to a scripture that in, illuminates in, in, in to where I just uh, I can't help but be in awe of who he is. That's the place I want to be in. I don't want to have to go to church 
to feel that. Right. But the church should also yeah, obviously be the place. Yeah, all I meant by that place. is that's no, where no, no, I was I first introduced saying. to the yes. idea of awe, of right. reverence of the Lord and where I was like. No, and I, I get what you were yeah. saying, but I, but I also am thinking about people thinking that it could only be. At church, at you church. can't have that at home. Oh my I can goodness. turn on. We can turn on worship. worship music running throughout the house, and we can feel the presence of God. Sometimes it gets us down on our knees Absolutely. because we're just so moved by His presence. Because He He loves us to worship Him. That's what we're here for. We're going to be doing this for eternity. I Why not start that. now? Exactly. So. For me, I'm walking in repentance. Now, by the way, repentance doesn't mean, you know, I'm falling on the floor, you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm so sorry, God, I messed up. I'm so sorry. No, it's more uh, repentance is actually changing your mind. It means it's a course to, correction. It's to, yeah, it's to align your mind with his, mm-hmm. align your thoughts with his. So we think it means to say you're sorry. It doesn't. It just means to course correct, to adjust and to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to change my mind about this because I've been going this way, but I want to change my mind and go this way. So in terms of that, I have been really meditating on this. Um, Lectio Divina, it's it's a Latin term, and it's basically a four-step process to processing the Word of God. The first one means you read the Word. The second uh, part of that, of the four, is that you meditate on the Word. You spend time with it. You ruminate over it. You think about it. And then the then the third part is you pray about it. Okay, Lord, what does this mean to me? And Lord, how do I apply this to my life? And then the number four of that is uh, contemplate. To contemplate is similar to meditate. You begin to think about how does this apply to my life? How can I work this into my life? So that's what I've been doing. I've been applying Lectio Divina to this idea of the awe of God. And it is It is changing so much, even just in the short time of being on sabbatical, of me thinking about what I do, what I say, even in the practical things, how I react, how I respond. Do I go passive aggressive if I don't like something, slam a door, push something harder than I needed to? Uh, Do I step on the gas pedal? I was going to say you were driving yesterday and you said... Even your drive was so peaceful because you just just let your cruise go and you were just it was not allowing the I, things of the This is the power of God's word and the gospel, the good news and yes. how it works into even the simple things. Yes. So driving, I actually before I left, I made up my mind I was gonna be peaceful and drive drive this way. So I wish I could have been there. To see <laughs> you would have been you would have been speed up. Adam would have been proud of me. <laughs> That's for you, Adam Curry. So, um, so I drove. So, if the speed limit was seventy, I set my cruise on seventy-two because my car will go like one mile and under, so it'll show seventy-two. But then it's actually my speedometer says seventy-one. So I drove seventy-one miles an hour in a in a seventy mile, and uh, much to the consternation of a couple of people behind me, and then I drove <laughs> seventy six miles per hour in a 75 because there was some spots on the road. I had the most peaceful drive. Wow. I listened to a book by Pete, Pete Gregg that I'm reading called um, how to hear the voice of God. Oh, it is so good. And it's really about the word of God. It's mm-hmm. all about the word of God. Right. It's not about hearing some extra biblical voice. It's about letting the because Bible speak through his word. You. That's one it's of his so good. I can highly ways. recommend yes. it. Pete Gregg, how to hear the voice of God. 
So good. And so I was listening to that on my on my earbuds and or my AirPods. And then I just put the Bible on. I love to listen to the New International Version UK a version edition. It's on the the U Version Bible app. It reads to you with a British accent. You're hilarious. I just love it. I'm Why trying to learn in to America. Speak. I don't I know. understand. It's weird, especially <laughs> Texas. So anyway, I did that the whole time. It made my drive peaceful and restful. Instead of getting spun up and anxious, I just had the most peaceful time. So that's the application of what we're talking about. So in terms of the fear of the Lord, how do you apply that into real life and how do you do? So a couple of things I want to share with you. Listen to this. There's a Bible verse that addresses the idea of freedom in Christ. Now, I walking in grace, walking in these things for years, I've had people say, hey, you know what? I'm free in Jesus. According to the book of Galatians, I'm free to do anything I want. And you can say, well, okay, sure. Um, but here, I want to share this with you. So there's a Bible verse that talks about the freedom in Christ not being an excuse to do whatever we want. And that's in the New Testament. It says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That is such a powerful verse. Such a powerful In other words, and Paul said it in another place, that I'm free to do anything, but not all things are expedient. Exactly. Are good for us. And so, of course, you're free to do what you want. God's not going to stop you, but that doesn't mean it's going to produce the good things that you're looking for. Well, and today when we were listening to Bill Johnson, Mm -hmm. and he quoted this, I'm going to say this, in the kingdom, freedom doesn't mean I do what I want. Freedom means I have the ability to do what is right. That is Bingo. a bombshell. That I think I screamed. Thunder That's probably in when you heard soul. me the first time. I went, "Oh my gosh!" So I was because watching was it beautiful. on my iPad. I screenshotted that. I did too. In fact, I'm looking at it right now it, wow. because it is so. I screenshotted it too. Oh, how funny! I've got this right in front of me, literally. And it goes along with that verse. Exactly. This. I, okay, let me say it again because it is so powerful, is. and I'm reading it right off the screen. In the kingdom, freedom doesn't mean I do what I want. Freedom means I have the ability to, to do, do what, what is, is right. right. Wow. Which that's righteous Booyah. living. That's <laughs> that's living and right standing with God. He doesn't want us to do things that are evil just because we're free, free. because we're in the new covenant. No, it's about having the ability to do what What's is right. right. What will honor him? Man. What will bless him? And why him? would we want to do things that dishonor him? I and think then the, use freedom or grace as, as an, an excuse, excuse. to no. say, "Oh no, I'm all good with God. Yeah. We're all, we're buddies." But, but he's okay. He's a good God anyway, and, yeah. and I'm still going to heaven. No, I'm sorry. Yes, you you are still going to heaven, but that's not going to cut it. To me, that is that's um, it's. <sighs> I mean, you're walking a fine line there because you're not going to grow unless you walk in holiness. I mean, holiness in the fear of God. That's what walking, that's what trembling. You're not trembling because you're scared. You're trembling because you're in just, he is such an awesome God. You don't deserve any of what he's given us. That's what the power of mercy and grace yes. does. We don't deserve we it, don't but he gives it, it to us anyway because he loves us. And so why wouldn't I want to do what he wants us to do? I don't want to squander my freedom in exactly. Christ. Exactly. 
I don't want to use that as an excuse to a live and do what sin. I want. Exactly. To do what what makes me feel good in the moment, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, Jacob and Esau, you know, Esau exchanged his birthright yes. for a bowl of beans. He gave it away. He gave, gave it his away birthright for away. a temporary, just for a bowl of chili or beans, whatever this stuff Porridge was. Like, or yeah, whatever. They just, well, they made it out of an animal they killed, but... But anyway, and so in the Bible, it says that he literally gave away his birthright. He gave away everything, his whole inheritance, because that was way down the line and he was young, so he couldn't see. And yet Jacob <laughs> Jacob was able to get the blessing and he did it for a bowl of beans because, it, because that temporary, that desire for a temporary fix, a temporary feel good, we'd call it today and we know what it is. It's an endorphin dump. Right. You know, you just want some endorphins. So you do something. So you'd something, be willing to do something that's not pleasing. You're going to sacrifice the greater thing. Yes. Because it's not right in front of you and it's going to take longer to develop. You sacrifice that for the temporary dopamine pump. Right. And that's part of maturing in Christ is learning yeah. not to do those things. And one of the reasons we do that is because we have no fear of God. Exactly. Because we don't, we don't there's actually, no, there's we don't no really instant, care. There's no instant consequence. So just, no, we just don't care. Yeah. We think, well, he's a good God. He loves us anyway. Yeah. So that means I can do whatever I want. Really? And again, this, this fear doesn't go back to being terrified of God. It's to honor, to revere, to esteem, to respect, to value, to value your love relationship with God so much that you're willing to say no to something. It would be like you as a husband saying, I value you so much. But I want to have an affair because that would make my flesh feel good right this moment. I would have a dopamine right. boost. But do you really value me? No, not at all. You're having an, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we just, we've got it all, we just have it all mixed up. Um, I would recommend if any of you are interested in going a little deeper with this, because I really feel like the Lord wants to say something to all of us about reminding us of how holy he is, how mm. pure he yes. is. Because it is one thing to say, hey, he's, I'm a friend of God. And the Bible even uses that term. But more often, that, that's like one time out of thousands of verses. And we tend to camp out on that, which makes us feel good. But at what point do we as followers of Jesus begin to say, I'm going to go beyond what I feel good in the moment of and say what matters most in the long haul. So it's really playing the long game as opposed to just this short game that's temporary and subject to change. Exactly. And and I think and believe I would be in agreement with Pastor Bill Johnson and and uh, John Bevere. God is calling his people back to a place of holiness and purity. And that doesn't mean you know we start Wearing dress, girls have to wear dresses and grow their hair back out, and guys have to cut their hair. I mean, this is not about outward stuff. This is an inward position of the heart. Yes, it's it's a posturing of the heart. Yes, to say, Father, I love you so much. Holy Spirit, I love you so much. Jesus, I love you so much. Direct me. Direct my steps. I'm willing to follow you and say Yes. yes to you. Yes, it's it's Isaiah before the throne of God in Isaiah chapter six when he was. When he saw, the Bible says, he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the first word out of his mouth was, whoa. Whoa, I'm undone. Just whoa. 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 I mean, his response was, whoa. He says, whoa is me. 
I'm undone. And I think that what's happened is we've, we've because we like this familiar friend I was say, it's familiarity. Yeah. We like that so much that we've just made God our it's buddy. Like we've let our guard down and just, you know, yeah. instead of keeping that reverence. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, and it's a reminder because we all do this, not just, I mean, we do it. That's why when we listen to that message, it just it brought us to our knees, mm-hmm. not physically, we're at right. the gym right. <laughs> almost, but it literally was like, oh my gosh, Lord, I'm so sorry that I have taken you for granted. That I, I mean, it just literally made me. I went back through all the notes. We were able to get the notes off of GatewayPeople.com, and we got the notes, and we just started just going through those notes, all through those scriptures that he talked about, the fear of God, it was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It just resonated, and it was just like, Lord, forgive us for where we've taken you you for granted, and we have not revered you enough. Yeah. It's it's refreshed my relationship with the Lord. Again, these are sabbatical learnings right now. These are things that... We've said, Lord, take us through what what we need to go through so that we can grow and we can learn and we don't squander this time. Exactly. So all we're doing is sharing what we're learning, what we're growing in. Hopefully it'll encourage you. Um, the one last thing is in Pete Gregg's book, he's talking talk about the, the Word of God. He's talking about this very thing, about revering the Word of God. He said, we just treat the Bible like it's just... Uh, well, I'll put it this way. Um, oh, um, I lost his name. I'll think of him in a minute. The great statistician. Um, Barna? Barna. George Barna said this about the Bible. It is the mo- is the number one bestseller still to this day. The really? number one bestseller still. in the world. And New York Times took it off their list because it was so repetitive as number one. They just felt like it wasn't fair to other people. Wow. So they literally took it off the list wow. only because it's been the best-selling book for decades in a row. He said this. This is what George Barna said. It is the best-selling book that's never read. Wow. And so I just as we as we land the plane on this part of the show, I, I just want to encourage you, if you have not spent time in the Word of God in the Bible, I want to encourage you. What I'm doing to help me, not just reading the book in my hand, but putting my AirPods on, having a block of time where we're going to go work out tomorrow uh, at the gym. And I told Annette, I said, I think I'm just going to listen to the Bible the whole time and find your version that, that you like, or the voice reading that you like, because there's a bunch of them on the U version Bible and let it run in your ears. Listen to it. I slowed mine down to 0.75 speed. Wow. It was very slow, especially in a British accent, no, of course. but I'm driving. So I, I was just listening. I was like, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, so I'm going to listen to it very slow so I can get it. But but Pete, Pete Craig, Pastor Pete, was saying that that we have just completely eradicated the the value of the Word of God out of our lives, and yet we revere the Bible, we respect the Bible, but we don't read the Bible. Doesn't that make sense? Well, I love what you shared with me that he said this week while you were reading that book, in that he said. You know, so many people go through like a Bible in a year, which we mm-hmm. did the Bible did in two, two years. years, but you can't comprehend and take in all that. I can't. I lost but he so much said, of that. If you could just take one scripture and just meditate on that 
scripture, exegete it, look at commentaries, look at the Greek, the Hebrew, whatever um, Old Testament or New Testament that scripture's in, and dive into that one scripture. You're going to do so much more than reading the whole Bible. Do you remember everything we read? Oh, Lord, no. I've read... I've I read felt like through we, the. We went through days where we were just checking the box. Yeah, and that's exactly what we yeah. were doing. And yeah. we could say, "Oh well, we've we read, read the Bible." The Bible in and two I've years, probably but... read the Bible four times yeah. over yeah. my lifetime. But have I comprehended it? It's no. better to ruminate. To yes. ruminate is what cows do with cud. Ooh, okay, <laughs> they chew it over. It's gross, but they chew it over and over and over. Yes. They keep they they don't they don't just chew it and swallow. They chew, chew it and on chew it and chew it. Chew it, chew it. Stay that's on it. what we need to that's do what with ruminate the word. means. So we need to ruminate on God's word, but but do it in nugget sizes, like one passage or one verse. Just like we found when we uh, were listening to that uh, pastor a few weeks ago and he preached on Jude 1.1. 1, 1. We're called, we're loved, we're kept. Oh, I can't okay. get over it. I still, I'm still on I it. Still, I still I'm ruminating. I'm that. chewing on it like. And cud. now Tina, you know, she wants to get tattoos put on her <laughs> yeah. arms. I'm hey, like, no, that's really still, ruminating I'm on it. Still get praying tattooed. about that, whether I want to do that or not. You should. I, I'm you should. thinking about it. It Just has to be it, very girl. little, though. I mean, really little. To Make where it little and classy. It would of have big to be little and classy to where someone says, "What does that say?" And then I can tell them. Do it. Do it in small print. But honestly, that scripture. How many times did we read? Jude. We've yeah. read Jude before the because years. there's yeah. there's a scripture on down that talks about praying in the Holy Spirit and how it mm-hmm. builds you up. And that's the scripture that I always remember yeah. out of Jude. Yeah. Because Jude only has one chapter. But Jude one one, now that's my favorite verse. And so it's just amazing how you can just camp out on one verse and it just yeah. You can camp out on it. We've camped out on it, what, two weeks I now? I know. We can't get, like, we, can't we can't stop. We can't stop. Yeah. And so the people anyway, that are around us can't stop either, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. So much so you're going to get it inked. Well, I'm still, okay. <laughs> Do it. All right. Do it. You only live once. Right? Right. YOLO. That's true. All right. So, <laughs> wow. So turning the corner a little bit, we hope that encourages you. We just want to, we just want to kind of out of our buckets that are full. We have leaky buckets right now. They're overflowing. And we want to share with you what we're learning and hopefully it'll encourage you on your journey. A um, couple of things that happened. Again, we didn't do a lot last week. We had Pastor Chris with us, our son, and who will be with us again. But also on Saturday, we went out with our dear friends, Adam and Tina Curry. And who else? Christine, Christina, Christina and Kevin. Kevin. Christina is Adam's daughter. And she lives in Rotterdam. In Holland, Holland, and Kevin that is her was really boyfriend. Interesting. And I said I got to sit by Kevin. We went to a great vineyard called Augusta Vin, right? Yes, and beautiful. We, we had to join that. We've never been there before, and it was, was absolutely stunning. It's in I Fredericksburg, have never Texas. Never seen one like that. That was, it was impressive. Beautiful. It was beautiful. I felt like I was in another place, like I did too. Sonoma or Napa or something. Yes. It was that was well, and we've heard nothing but good things about place. it. Anyway, just so, I'm, I'm touting yeah. there because it was amazing, beautiful, beautiful place, and we had a wonderful time. Spent the whole afternoon with them, and uh, I got to sit by Kevin, and I so enjoyed Kevin. Kevin is a music producer in Holland. And I got to see me being a musician, so we had a lot of nerd oh, talk wow. about I'm glad gear I was on the stuff. other end. Of oh the yeah, table. yeah, you would not have enjoyed it. So it was nerd talk, but also I just began to ask him questions about living in Rotterdam. 
So he lives in Rotterdam. I'm like, and he's from there. Yeah, I'm like, tell me about growing up there. Tell me about what it's like to live in Holland. This is his first trip to America, so he was he's wide eyed about everything right now. It's and like, he wow. looks out of place. He doesn't look like he's from. <laughs> he looks America. very. He's both of very them, European. Both of them look both out of, of place. Both of them is hilarious. People and, were staring. Oh my gosh, they as were. We were walking through the. Room. I know it's it hilarious. But you know what? It's so cool to to meet somebody from another part of the world and just find out about their world. And so I just let him talk and it was really interesting. Uh, things he was telling me about that city was bombed terribly during World War II. It was destroyed, the whole city. So it was a beautiful historic city. Uh, Amsterdam didn't get destroyed. It's the, it is the beautiful historic and largest city in Holland. Rotterdam's the next largest city. So it's full on. But when they rebuilt it, they rebuilt it modern. modern yeah. So if you like mo- the modern I vibe, would that would be the that. place to go. I know. That, it's got to be amazing. So he was just telling me about his life there and production, what he does in producing music and kind of things. And it was just good getting to know him and getting to encourage him as a young man. And he had a lot of tats. I'm like, tell me your st- your tat story. You got a lot of ink there. And he... It all had to do with redemption. I know. It's very beautiful. So anyway, I just see really good things in in their futures, young people. And so. Christina's just stunning. She's, She's like easy a model. to talk to. Supermodel. She looks like a model. Supermodel. Um, tall and really, really thin and um, black, long but hair. such a tender heart. Yes. You could so see... Adam Curry's, he could, uh, you know, his, his that, influence that on her, that um, tender heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the love for children. She, when she found out I had worked as a, as a case manager in a children's home, she just lit up because that she's studying to be a social worker. Right. So that gave us a really cool common ground conversation to talk about life as a social worker and what I learned and just the love of kids and love of people and making a difference in this world. So just cool to see two young people that have a heart to make a difference in yes, their world. Yes. So anyway, such a beautiful visit with them. And of course, we always love getting our, our time. We got to have time with the Curries. Yes, I mean, always. In fact, uh, Adam, I'm calling you out. We got to set a bro date, man. It's just, it's got to well, happen. Friday night, we have a date with all of us. Yeah, we're we're gonna all go going see to see the Sound of Freedom. Oh, yeah. The Jim Cavizio movie, which has been it. completely ditched by the New York Times and the LA Times. They and, won't even acknowledge it. And yet it's number one at the box office. Well, and Jim Cavizio came to Fredericksburg a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And brought that movie to a restaurant to one of our uh, friends who who comes to our church. She owned a restaurant. Brought him in along with Lara Logan and her husband, and they showed the movie to the people that um, signed up to come, which right. was one of them. Right. It was an amazing movie, but I heard that they rewrote some of it or added yeah, some yeah. scenes since then. But it was powerful. There wasn't a dry in the house after the movie. And it was very interesting to hear Jim Caviezel talk about it. He just, when he does a movie, he's all in. He's all in. He's he's a method actor. Yeah, he's he's all in. Definitely. He's just, and he's very godly. So I can't wait to go see him. Oh, he's a lover of Jesus. In fact, when he was there that night, they did another gathering that night at one of the homes. And and uh, someone mentioned about the cross at Kerrville. In mm-hmm. Kerrville, Texas, there's a 70-foot cross. It's a piece of art. And then this they've built this incredible—it's up on top of a hill, overlooks the city. It's stunning. 
and it's like Stations of the Cross, and they have chaplains up there. I mean, you can go up there and walk through the Stations of the Cross. It's stunning. And so they all went to see it at night, and at night it's really beautiful. You can see over the city. While they were up there, Jim Caviezel gave his testimony, and Lara Logan gave her heart to Christ. Wow, that is just so she powerful. She prayed to receive Christ. So wow. Jim Caviezel led Lara Logan to the Lord. And he, is that not beautiful? I think Don told us he was thinking about coming to our church that Sunday. Yeah, but, he didn't. He didn't. But come, he didn't but that's come. Okay. I, mean, I think next he time would maybe. be. I don't. I don't know what would happen yeah. if people. I mean, people would know yeah. who he is. So. Yeah. So um, anyway, anyway, just a beautiful story of God working through this, and so so we have a, a an interesting tie to that movie in yes. that in that you attended just yes. this private screening of it, and uh, just the fact that that culture, our world is is. Dissing it, and that I've even read reports where people are saying, "Oh, there's no sex trafficking problem in America. That's oh delusional, yeah. and that the movie's fake. It's not fake. It's a real story about a real man." Yes, and Jim portrays that passionately, and so uh, we're supporting the movie by going to the movie, exactly. And it exposes this issue of sex trafficking yes. in our world right now, which needs to be addressed. And the I-10 corridor, we've got to stand up. That we live off of is one of the number one trafficking areas. It's horrible. Coming it out of a, we've got issues coming out of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Of course, the border issue. And I don't want to get all crazy political, but this is real life. This is where life happens. And as followers of Jesus, we have to stand up for righteousness, exactly, and for the kingdom of God. So we pray that that God would bring His kingdom on earth. As, as in, heaven. in heaven. And that's what he intends. And so that's part of our responsibility. So anyway, we're going to go on Friday night with the Currys, get a night out with them, hang out, get some good we, food. We can't go any, we can hardly go anywhere in Fredericksburg. We're trying to stay away for the eight weeks. In fact, when we went to August, Augusta Venn, which is between Fredericksburg and Kerrville, yeah. I thought for sure we would run into people. Didn't yeah. run into us. So. And it's not that we don't want to see our people. It's just, it, it pulls you back into a work mode, yes. whether you want it to or not. So and we don't want them thing. to talk about how much they miss us at church or how bad how something it was. Or how it went that's or what's the last going, thing. Yeah. It, we don't want to worry it, it, it about like anything. It resets us back to yes. zero. And so it, we're only avoiding the people we love for this season because actually it was mandated by my coach, yeah. by, my, by my pastor. And our board was yeah, the first ones to like, bring it up. Y'all need to yeah, redirect your emails, sabbatical. get a new phone number. I mean, we've, we've it's been pretty yes. radical. So we only have working. two people that know. Well, I know. and I, I've I have emailed a couple of people. What? That, no, we're having we're going kidding. to. I'm a, kidding. Somebody's house next week that live out close to Stonewall. And they promise not to talk about the church. Exactly. Just friends. And that's okay. Just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, it's been amazing. <laughs> hey, we love you guys. I want to share some shout outs. Can I do that? Yeah, do I mean, that. some amazing things. I want to say thank you to Adam, the Podfather Curry, coming in hot this last week with 77,777 total stropper boost. Did I he come did through again? not upload that, but I oh, will no. give him a round of applause. <laughs> wow. So he writes okay. this. Wait, you have All, a new toy. So I know, I'm that's pretty excited. I got a road, okay. I'm super excited about my Roadcaster Duo. Yes, yes. It's got some new sounds on it, so I may have to use them. He wrote this All the sevens for the triple threats, a striper boost, of course. I should have downloaded that. I will next time. Great episode and kudos for the engineering, PJ. In other words, we had three mics on and I was able to get Chris on the podcast with us. We made it work. 
Sir Brian with an I. Finally, good to hear from you, Sir Brian. You've been a little bit quiet lately with coming in strong with 33,777 Satoshis. Man, I'm so appreciated. He says this, looking forward to tonight's show. So you get some applause there. (laughs) Coming in hot with 5,000 Satoshis is Gabriel Ashley. And I think this is the first time she's boosted us. So, Gabriel, we want to say thank you for boosting. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope we're a source of encouragement for you. And then coming in with 3,300 Satoshis is Jay Moon. Jay, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part. Thanks for supporting us. Also, we've had some contributions on our news, or through our newsletter through Substack and some of our subscribers. So if you want to subscribe and, and uh, become a subscriber to our newsletter, we put it out every week. Uh, do do give us your email, and you can do that by going to livingupinadownworld.com livingupinadownworld.com. That's our website. It's got all of our podcasts on there, has my daily devotionals on there. You can leave a comment. You can write us, or even better, you can leave a review, which is super helpful for us. So we've got some contributions uh, through our newsletter. Uh, One is Steve Wise at $80. Steve, I just want to say thanks. So appreciate you blessing us with that donation. And uh, man, bless you to you and thanks again. And Julie Herbert, also dear friend of ours, Aww. who we love and appreciate, Aww. goes to our church and she is uh, one of the main people at it, runs Great Creek Vineyards, which is, which is another an one amazing, we're members beautiful of, which place. We love. So Julie, thank you for coming in at $80. We oh, so appreciate so it. You're a blessing. I know I I've got believe- new yeah, sounds, like so sounds. I've got to find something cool. Now I have to find a really cool one. Okay, I'm gonna. I like this one. I'm gonna do this. So, uh, and really, our founding member at a hundred and fifty dollars. Who's this? Came in. Drum roll, please. None other than Adam the Podfather <laughs> Curry. What did I say? Adam the Podfather Curry. Oh my goodness, bro, we love you so much. So anyway, that's You're our hilarious. kudos. And uh, Chuck wrote us. He wrote us on our website, and he says this. Have you all heard about the book Unoffendable? Oh, have we ever? I read that book backwards and forwards. He says, your latest show reminded me about it. Adam might like it, too. Adam would like that. That is a fantastic book about how to become how to become unoffendable and live your life in a way where you're not spun up and offended by everything that's going on. And I highly recommend the book. Cannot remember the author of that book, but I love that book. Uh, oh, Brant, it's Brant, Brant somebody. Yeah, anyway, I don't remember. Sorry, Chevy. He's jump, trying to jump up in my lap while I'm talking. So anyway, it's the book Unoffendable. Highly recommend that. And so with that, we want to say how much we love you and appreciate you and thank you. That was the, <laughs> okay, okay, too many You're toys. Really gonna play. I was actually trying to do this. Okay. So You're we're hilarious. laying in the plane here. We love you guys. By the way, check out Adam and Tina Curry's great podcast, Curry and the Keeper. You can listen on Fountain or you can go to their website at uh, uh, curryandthekeeper.com. God bless you. We love you. Say goodbye now. All right. Goodbye. We'll Have talk an amazing to you next week. week.